Pastor Chris's podcast. Now we're going to invite Nick and Heidi to come up and share with us about their their upcoming plans to go as missionaries to Sierra Leone. It's a special honor to have them here today. Um, First time I met them was on a on a, a one-week mission trip to Guatemala. I think it was their first trip. And um, started out there, and God placed a calling on their life to serve as missionaries. And so that's what they've dedicated their life to. And thank you all so much for coming and sharing. Yes, we blame Chris for our, our uh, full-time <laughs> missionary journey here. It's <laughs> Yes, it was uh, that very first mission um, experience with he and some of the other pastors that really led us down the road to be full-time missionaries. So um, we thank him and blame him at the same time. Um, Thank you so much for having us today. I'm just opening up my electronic Bible here really quickly. Um, It's been a delight. You you all walked with us uh, when we served in Kenya, and we just thank you so much for having us back here as God has placed another call on our heart to be full-time missionaries. Um, first, I wanted to read some scripture for you that really has impacted our life and our journey as missionaries. Uh, in Matthew 26, 26 through 28, these words are written. As they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it into pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take this and eat it, for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, Each of you drink from it, for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. I really love this scripture uh, for many reasons, but one of the reasons I really love it is because it's taking something that's ordinary. It's taking bread and wine, and Jesus made it extraordinary. So back in Jesus' day, bread and wine could be found on every street corner, in every home, and he took these basic elements, and through his love and his sacrifice, he made them extraordinary. So to me, this is an example of mine and Nick's life. It is just ordinary. Only through the love and sacrifice of Jesus Christ could we become full-time missionaries and do what he's asking us to do. He's truly made our lives extraordinary in that sense um, by allowing us to serve as his servants. Um, So I'm going to turn it over to Nick here as he goes a little deeper. Again, thank you so much for letting us speak today and inviting us here. Um, As you've heard, we are going to go on as... um, full-time missionaries into Sierra Leone will be serving there for five years. We'll be working with the United Methodist Church of Sierra Leone. Um, we've had a chance to meet the bishop in in Sierra Leone and um, learn a little bit more about our ministry, what God has planned out and laid out for us, and we'll share that with you. Um, first, though, I just wanted to just, you know, in case someone doesn't know a little bit about our history to share a little bit about who we are and, and what we did in the past we served in Kenya for two years we were there with our son we served in the bush doing ministry with the local pastors that were there um, we tried our best to you know we lived where they were living we ate what they were eating we tried to drink what they were drinking um, 
you know, just really get to be part of the community and to know, know, you know, who they were, where they were coming from, so that we could help to share the gospel with them. Um, Heidi is a surgical assistant. She was the only medical care for about 20 miles. Um, we had people come in for all sorts of different things. It was a lot of, you know, ringworm, pink eye, things like that. She also helped out with a lot of this woman actually being treated for a dog bite. Um, I was the medical assistant. I got good at, you know, one moment. You know, Heidi will be with you in a minute. Um, so, but um, we had a chance to, we, our pastor actually for the, the church that we were most connected with there was literally right over the, um, like right across the street, we'll call it, uh, third path from where we were living. So again, that just gave us another connection point. Um, I am a civil engineer, so we helped out with clean water. Uh, we built filtration systems. They had a lot of surface water there. They, they didn't necessarily need wells. Um, they, they did have a couple of wells and springs that were about two miles away from where we live. And in the dry season, people would go and get water from those locations because that was the only thing that was available. The real problem that we had, and this was something that we learned by living there, um, is during the rainy season, they would have you know puddles that would form in the area and they would start getting their water from those puddles. And then they would get a lot of stomach issues because that was the same place that the cattle and everything else would get, get their water. And we got to learn about those stomach issues because they would come see Heidi for medicine. And um, so we ended up putting filtration systems in at some of the local churches. And then at our house, we had one so that we could teach them about water filtration. Again, it was a, a great ministry point for the different pastors. No. No, no. So a few years ago, we came back stateside to the United States. Um, and that was very difficult for us. Uh, we were just supposed to be here on furlough while we were home. Our son, Gilly, really shared with us his struggles that he was going through. So what was a supposed to be a, a short-term furlough turned into five years. So um, he is now graduating from high school in May and wants to go into the Coast Guard to be a rescue swimmer. So as soon as he gets on his way, the Lord has been really working on us about where to go next. Um, Nick and I have been praying over different maps of the world. Um, he kept leading us to Africa and then specifically to Sierra Leone. So once Gilly graduates from high school, goes to the Coast Guard, Nick and I will return to Africa, going to Sierra Leone in 2021, so the beginning of, of that year. Um, as we started praying, we realized that Sierra Leone had some great challenges. They had the um, Ebola epidemic in 2014, which has also resurfaced again just recently, and then also 10 years of, of war and violence. Um, so these are some of the things that the United Methodist Church of Sierra Leone, the bishop, asked us to pray about and where we could go and felt led to serve. Um, we landed on an island just outside of Sierra Leone called Charbro Island, and that's where we feel called to serve among the fishing villages there with the local people and the tribes. But there are some challenges um, throughout Sierra Leone, um, not only the poverty, but also life expectancy is a lot lower than it was in Kenya 
and also the religion is a lot different. They're 78% Muslim there. So like I said, um, the Lord has really led us to this island just off the coast of Sierra Leone. Uh, we had an opportunity to visit there by the um, bishop inviting us to come and see what that was all about and reach the people firsthand and see what their needs were on the ground. Thankfully, the Lord assigned us um, a ministry pastor, and this is a United Methodist pastor. His name is uh, Pastor Matthew, and he currently serves on the island as the pastoral uh, guide for the people there. Uh, so we had a chance to go and visit with him and see some of his challenges. Um, he has a mainland ministry, which we will engage with him, and then we'll also um, team up together to go to the fishing villages as our outreach ministry. So, sorry about that. I couldn't remember if I was supposed to hand it over to Nick now or not. I don't want to talk too much. <laughs> Um, so we have two ministries there on the island, the first being the mainland ministry that will be discipleship and helping Pastor Matthew with things like Bible studies. There is a, a church there. Um, obviously, there's a, a little school there that you can see in the picture. And so that will be our mainland ministry that will team with him. Uh, the second ministry is more um, kind of the ministry that we are most excited about, and that's going to the fishing villages. So on this island, the way that they get around is obviously by boat. And so Matthew took us out to some of these villages to really see what it was all about on the ground. Uh, it took us uh, about eight hours to get out to the first fishing village. And so this was a long day for us. But once we got there in the fishing villages, we realized this is really where our heart is. It's living with the tribes, talking to the people, um, the least reached people groups of the world. And this is really where we see us spending the majority of our time. So this is one of the villages as we came up. Um, they are in desperate need of uh, medical care, of clean water, um, definitely the Lord. And so that's where Pastor Matthew and Nick and myself will team up together to provide these things for the people. While we were there, we had an opportunity, like he said, to visit the different fishing villages. And um, this was a picture that I took. I didn't, at first, I, I didn't know what was going on here. Um, it looked like curtains. I thought it was, and then I realized he was cleaning his fishing nets. Um, and it just immediately took me to the scripture, you know, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And it was neat to me because God, I saw God giving us this opportunity to walk in what would have been, you know, Jesus's time during that, you know, working with the disciples and fishing villages. And that was really neat to me because one of the things that was neat about living in Kenya is we were, we lived with a pastoral community that had shepherds and everything. So we had an opportunity to sort of walk during what I would consider the Old Testament times going out, taking care of the flock and being with the with the shepherds as they took care of their animals so it's neat as i see god opening this door and just having this opportunity so i'm looking forward to certainly looking forward to that part of our ministry as you can see there's some significant water challenges there it's very similar to what we saw in kenya um you know access to 
the clean water, access to sanitation, um, where we, you know, on the island, where we'll be staying, you know, the idea of saying, you know, when we go to the restroom isn't really an option. Um, there's just nothing available there. So, as Heidi mentioned, there's basically two um, main, main ministries that we're gonna have. One will be in the small town that we're living in, and then there'll be an outreach ministry. The picture here um, is of a, a large deep well that serves the town, or that did serve the town. There was a civil war that happened, you know, and I believe it ended in 97. And during the civil war, they cleaned out basically almost anything that was metal. Um, so if you can't really see it, but in the back of that picture, there's a water treatment plant. So these, these folks had, um, you know, water distribution systems, they had electricity, they had all the things that, you know, kind of the amenities that, that we're used to here. During the Civil War, all of that got cleaned out, and they just have not had the resources to rebuild. So, you know, they went from having it to not having it, which sometimes I think would be harder than if you just had it at all. Um, so one of the things that we're hoping to be able to do is to get this restored. Uh, we may need to use solar because, like I said, they don't have electricity now, but just to get the well system back in place and hopefully be able to reestablish the distribution system for the water. Right now they're using mainly um, shallow hand-dug wells for access in the main town, and then that's what they use in the, in the rural areas also, or in the fishing villages. So this is a picture of one of the, you know, hand-dug wells that the, the well pump head has broken, is broken on. So they're used, they're basically dipping down with their buckets. Um, one of the issues or concerns that comes up with that is as they dip down, they'll take the bucket, set it on the ground, and then they dip it back in there and they're contaminating their own well. So they're basically causing trouble for their own drinking water. Um, so we will be working with this Sarah Leone United Methodist Church to help get you know clean water available for these folks, um, and again they'll be served they'll be near the churches so they can help as ministry points for the pastors that are there. We'll be working with the local pastors. Uh, if you want to try clicking on that, one of the things that they have is this is a bicycle pump, and they modify it so that it can be served. You know they can use it to to pump the water. So that's a pretty neat. A little invention there. They have a lot of neat things, so we're just hoping to, you know, see where God guides us and then, you know, implement the different things that are available. The health statistics in Sierra Leone are really heartbreaking as well. They're um, considered the worst, uh, second worst in the world as far as healthcare goes. Um, so that's a lot different than what we experienced in Kenya. Um, these types of things are going to be a challenge. One of the things that really struck me was 1.6 doctors for every 100,000 patients. I just can't even imagine the lines there. Um, we did have the opportunity to see one of the hospitals or clinics while we were there, which is where I'm hoping to help out with training and providing um, different uh, medical supplies to the staff. And this is again the mainland ministry. Um, also while we were there, uh, we had Something really difficult happened while we were there, which um, was not something that we are exposed to every day, but this mama 
came in with her child. He was um, probably about three, around that age. Um, lifeless, not breathing. And um, I kept asking God why he was sending me to a place that seemed so equipped. You know, when we were in Kenya, we had nothing. I mean, it was just the bush. And here, God is sending me to a clinic that had beds and curtains and, you know, what looked like IVs and, and that kind of thing. And I just wondered how he was going to use me here in a place that, that was so equipped. Um, so as we, we started praying with people, and this mama brought this, this young child in, um, I am also, I used to be an EMT, and so as this started happening, I switched into my emergency mode, I'm sure Kelly understands that, you kind of switch goes off and you just start calling out for things, you know, IVs and oxygen, and as I'm calling things out, nothing is coming, and nothing was coming, and nothing was coming, and I realized it's because they didn't have anything, nothing. They handed me what looked like an oxygen mask, but there was no oxygen in it. And it was at that point that I realized that they needed me there to help with that, to help with training, emergency care, to help what do they need. If they don't have oxygen, who are they going to get it from? How are they going to supply that? I also called up for an AED. Chris, do you have an AED in the church? No AED. So I get emotional because this young man died because there was not the proper equipment. And it's also something that Gilly experienced as well as we were standing there. And I realized, thank you for showing this to me so that I can return and help. Um, so this is one of the things that God, I feel like he just puts out in front of you and how you respond is just vital. Um, that's one of the reasons we're going back. That's one of the reasons God continues to work on us to call us back. So in this mainland ministry, um, I feel like I'm going to be teaching, I'm going to be supplying things that are needed, like AEDs, like um, oxygen, IVs, training, that kind of thing. Sorry, it's so emotional I'm talking about that one. Um, out in the bush, when we go to the different fishing villages, it will be basically like what we did in Kenya. So it will be hygiene and, and basic, basic um, medical care for, for these people as well. So um, our sending agency is still uh, TMS Global. They used to be called the Mission Society of the United Methodists. We've been with them for 10 years now. Um, such a great group, and they really help us to, to be stable in the bush uh, when we do things like this and uh, help us get training that's coming up. And so TMS Global is, is really one of our lifelines. We're going to be received by the United Methodist Church uh, on the ground in Sierra Leone, like you heard me talk about earlier, uh, Pastor Matthew being a Methodist pastor and also by invitation of the bishop. I don't think this little video is going to go, but um, these were the kids as we were pulling away, they were waving goodbye, telling us goodbye as we were pushing back from the boat or from the shore. So we do have um, some things set up in the fellowship hall, and it's just a table that has some of the needs that we're asking for. Um, one of the main things is going to be a boat and a generator, uh, gasoline for the boat, as well as our, our other living expenses. Uh, it does take a village to help a missionary out for five years to, to live in a place like this. Um, so we'd love to talk with you more about it. We'd love for you to ask us any questions 
um, about our experience before as well as what we're entering into now. Um, I think that's it. So thank you guys so much. I feel like that, that, that we need to help and support Nick and Heidi as much as possible as they go on on this trip. Um, first of all, I, I would just encourage you all to be in prayer for, for Nick and Heidi. And they're going to be going over to a foreign land that's culture that's very different from what we have here. And um, there's a lot of spiritual work that goes into that. So please be in prayer for them. And also, I, I would encourage you to consider if, if what they've said is really spoken to you today and you'd like to partner with them, take one of those cards and um, consider sponsoring them, becoming a, a regular sponsor. You could give a one-time gift, but you could also uh, do it where you, you support them monthly. You know, not all of us can go to Sierra Leone, Africa, but we're still called to share the gospel all over the world, and we can do that. Each one of us can have a part in that as we partner with people that God has called. God calls some to go. God calls some to pray and some to give. Um, I hope that you will consider how is God calling you to participate in their missionary work.